Welcome to The Edge, the official podcast of Bass Edge, brought to you by the good folks at Ditchwitch. I'm Steve Brigman, and with me today, as he is every week, the host of Bass Edge Television, Mr. Aaron Martin himself. Bass Edge TV can be seen three times weekly on the Outdoor Channel starting January 1st, and also airs on the World Fishing Network and Wild TV in Canada. Looks like we have a good show today, Aaron. Hey, we do. Uh, you know, we're getting down to the end of the rope here. As far as year-wise concerned, uh, Billy McCagran will be joining us, and then also a little bit later, Dave Shumway. Well, that's good stuff. I tell you what, we got a good show, so folks, y'all stay put, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Edge, the official audio program of Bass Edge. Brought to you in part by Ditch Witches On. Experience the revolution. Oh, look here. I got one. I got one. Look here. <laughs> I mean, he whacked that football jig. The blades will dictate a lot of times the speed of the retrieve or the depth of that bait. Oh, good fish. Good fish. Did you see him come off that log? Woo, look at that song gun, man. That's awesome. You know, you've got to just stay active. Fishing is not easy. Oh, man, that's a toad. This is unbelievable. Aaron, you getting in the Christmas spirit, my friend? Man, I am. Believe it or not, we actually hung Christmas lights here not too long ago. That's the first time that I've been able to do that actually outside. I don't want to sound like too much of a Scrooge, but I actually was able to get some of those put up, and uh, so that's just kind of nice, you know? And you've got all your shopping done. Yeah, well, I kind of... I didn't think so, <laughs> You got to put me yeah, on the spot is, there. Is going to get a food processor or a vacuum cleaner this year? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe gift certificate. I don't know. I don't know. I've got it's some great, ideas. It's a great time of year. And, of course, uh, for us at Bass Edge, we're all very excited because we start a new season here. Yeah, I mean, very soon. it's just literally right around the corner. And, you know, this is uh, really this podcast and one more. That puts the end before we start right in with, you know, the companion interviews and, and the shows that will be featured along with our television shows each week on the Outdoor Channel. January 1st is when they start. I think we start off in Indiana with some sight fishing, and uh, I was lucky enough to get to see uh, those first uh, four or five episodes, and I think folks are really going to enjoy the shows this year. Boy, I, I tell you what, not only as far as the location, also the anglers that's on there, the different techniques. Um, man, I'm excited, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know we had a good time. It brought that good memories. Just looking through them and, and remembering uh, where all we've been. Of course, you know, you look back at that Indiana, and that was the first one we shot last year. And uh, man, that seemed like a couple of years ago. Well, I, I know, and I know. And, and and speaking of memories and a couple of years ago, um, didn't you have a, a book, I think, that's supposed to be coming out here <laughs> not too long I do, and it, and it is actually really coming out. I promise. Uh, oh, I know. I've, uh, I mean, I've actually. You know, I, seen I wouldn't it in kid the you about a thing like that. No, actually, uh, printer called me with a couple of questions last week, which indicated to me that it was about to go onto the press and will be ready for folks just after the first of the year. And I'm excited about that. Man, me too. Uh, you know, I, and that's the downside when you when you have something like that and. Of course, we're talking about the title is actually somebody's got to do it, and and it means exactly what it says. It has a lot of humor to it, and and I can't wait to actually get you know the actual copy of it. I've, of course, I've read some excerpts and some things like that. Well, and the premise of that is sort of how lucky we are to get to do what we do and fish and travel and and be with people that we like and meet all the people that we meet on the road. We get so much good feedback and letters from our listeners here on the podcast. Well, that's what I was just about ready to say, and it's not even just, you know, on the road and in our travels, but, you know, this week alone, I know I've gotten at least four or five direct emails from people just, you know, throwing a note saying, hey, great stuff, this is what's going on with us, and man, we just appreciate that so much because that's one of the, the benefits, like you talked about, Steve, was, you know, just the opportunity 
ability to share with others. Oh yeah, I and mean, I love the you know I love the feedback. I love the questions. I noticed you asked <laughs> this week's question to me. I appreciate that. We'll talk. Being you and I will speak about that yeah. later. But I also see that uh, we're the number one bass show on iTunes right now. Yeah, and we've been fortunate enough to maintain that. Of course, the year's not over, but we have been blessed to you know to be able to maintain that all year long, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to do that. But one of the things you know, you're kind of a big football rivalry guy, you know, between uh, mm-hmm. Alabama and Crimson. And I, I thought just to create, and you're also a fly fisherman, right? I mean, you're you're really I avid, a very avid fly fisherman, and also bass fisherman. So, you know, I'm thinking I want I want to create a little rivalry between us and the fly fishermen from the standpoint to see if we can't take that top outdoor spot from the fly fishermen. Right, I did see that the number one outdoor spot on iTunes does belong to some fly fishermen, and I'm sure they're good guys, but we're going to uh, slip up ahead of them, yeah, I think. So. And, uh, so you folks out there, y'all help us do that. Yeah, just put in a little rating and uh, and let's, let's get something going and see if we can't do that. Well, at the beginning of the year, I guess it's kind of slow as far as the fishing goes for us. We don't start uh, taping again until well into the spring, but there's still plenty to do, and that includes sports shows and appearances by uh, yourself there. Yeah, we've got pretty full schedule actually starting already first week of, of January. Right out of the shoot, we'll be doing the True Value show down in uh, Orlando, Florida, which is a big trade show. We'll also be heading to Tulsa and Oklahoma City, but then the big one is going to be up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, we'll be speaking up there and uh, doing a series of seminars. So um, full, full schedule. Never an idle moment in bad things. No, that's for sure. Well, hey, Aaron, man, we need to run for a second. And on the flip side, we will get to visit with uh, one of the new guys we'll be watching on the Elite. Yeah, I'm actually just qualified. And a person I know actually kind of fished with quite a bit, and that is Billy McKagren from Mayflower, Arkansas. So I look forward to hearing from him. Well, I do too. Uh, i tell you what, folks, we'll be right back with that interview. Give any type of boat the edge with MegaWare Keel Guard. It's simple to install, and we can now beach our boat anywhere. If you own a boat, you need one of these. MegaWare Keel Guard protects the keel of your boat from sand abrasion, from underwater obstructions, even concrete boat ramps. Kit started under $140, and best yet, it's guaranteed to keep on protecting for life. Thanks, MegaWare Keel Guard. Thanks, MegaWare Keel Guard. Welcome back to The Edge, brought to you in part by Ditch Witches On, establishing a new standard in trencher power and versatility. All right, we are back on The Edge, and joining us for this week's installment of the Angler Spotlight is BASS open competitor and soon-to-be elite competitor, and that is Billy McKagren. Billy, thanks so much uh, for being part of The Edge. Yes, Aaron, I sure appreciate the opportunity of... Hey, man, it's great to have you on, and, you know, you and I have a little bit of a personal history, and uh, I, I was trying to, you know, think about uh, when we actually first met, and I guess that dates all the way back to when you and I had fished together down at, uh, I believe it was a BFL regional back in, I don't know, 2004, 2005 on the Wachita. Right, somewhere right in that time frame. I know I was going to the Ozarks, trying to learn different lakes, plus get to fish a regional at home, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how, how all that comes back to you because, you know, now you find yourself kind of in a position of trying to learn some of those different lakes has paid off as as you've done very well. You know, you went on to fish the Opens back obviously in 07. I had a decent finish there, but uh, 08's really kind of put you in a position to be able to move on and uh, qualify into the Elite Series. I, you've got to be feeling pretty good about right now. I'm 
extremely happy enforcement. I couldn't have dreamt of a better year than what I had this year. I mean, I, I missed the classic by just a few points. You know, it was a major go. Sure. Well, and when you look at the year, and, and obviously this is coming from someone that um, basically you currently, you know, for the 2008 season, uh, you maintained a job while you were trying to achieve that goal, right? Yes, I uh, was able to fish, you know, really with only taking three weeks of work off to do the open. With that being said, I mean, of trying to now switch into the situation to where you've been able to maintain that job and, and be able to fish, how does that change your work schedule moving forward? I mean, is that going to be something that you're going to try to continue, you know, work as well as fish on the elites, or will you kind of abandon that and go full-fledged into basically just fishing full-time? I'm going to try try to actually keep my job. I'm very fortunate. I work at a family-owned and operated welding business, and uh, hopefully it's going to work where I can take all the time I need to fish and fish how I need to fish to be able to compete on the elite level. But with saying that, I'll still be able to continue my part in our business at home when I have the time. Sure. Well, and speaking of just from a timing perspective of how you you break that down because obviously, you know, fishing the opens, what is there, three events, I guess, that right. uh, that you participated in. Now you're you're stepping up to, what, 11 events? 11 tournaments yeah. over a six-month period. And I think three of those bodies of water you've actually been on before? That's correct. I've fished eight tournaments at Amistad. I've fished eight tournaments at Kentucky Lake. Of course, Dardanelle, I'm probably at an hour from my house, so I'm pretty excited about that when I've spent several hours on that particular body of water. So how does that play into, that That leaves you with eight bodies of water that you have not been on. And I think this is where the true information where you can help us understand and help our listeners understand. As you're kind of looking out and, and you're here on the eve, I guess, of you've got a couple months to prepare for this. When you're looking at these new bodies of water, what are you putting into play from your personal perspective of how to approach these new bodies of water? That's a very good question, Aaron. Uh, first, I'm, I'm going to try to gather as much information, like via the Internet or whatever avenues I can find, uh, to get informed a little bit about each lake. Then I'll go from there and uh, use my seasonal patterns, where I think the fish should be, the particular times we're going to be there, and I'll just try to come up with a, an area or something where I can make a large body of water small, try to pick me out one area and just figure out how to catch the fish in an area instead of trying to learn a whole lake in two days or two and a half days. Well, and that's got to be a little bit of a challenge as well because different format, let's say, than, than the opens is to where you're going to be somewhat limited. Basically, they give you, what, two and a half days to, to be able to figure out, you know, what's going on on that particular body of water to get ready for the tournament. Right. That's, in my opinion, one of the toughest challenges out there, you know, for a rookie angler trying to compete at this level. And that's just going to unfamiliar places with very little time to figure it out. That's really why I want to try to do my homework before I get there and have me a small area and just try to learn one area. Just most of the lakes they go to are great, great fisheries, and they're going to have fish everywhere. You just need to learn how to catch a fish in an area. So let's say when you're you're deciding on looking at these particular areas are there certain characteristics that you're looking for maybe that match your strengths pick any any body of water for instance what are, are you looking up the rivers are you looking mid lake are you looking main lake you know are you looking back in the creek arms help us break down kind of what those high percentage areas for you will be for me personally i like to think that i'm versatile enough to fish on any area of the lake clear water dingy water but i will be looking for off-colored water up the creek up the river, where I can hopefully find some shallow water pitching and flipping. I feel like I, that's one of 
lot more comfortable. Fishing tournaments, a lot of it, in my opinion, is of being comfortable with what you're doing and being confident. So if we can find some shallow, isolated cover, that's what we're going to do. Now, you know, when you talk about shallow, isolated cover and, and the pitching and flipping obviously being your your strong suit, you know, like we've talked about before, and obviously I've interviewed numerous elite anglers on here, a lot of them agree that, you know, obviously every single one of you guys can catch fish on any given day. How do you break that down to where you know that you're on the right fish or that you're able to cover enough water? Because typically pitching and flipping is not a... Uh, Kind of a like throwing a let's say a buzz bait or a spinner bait or a crankbait, you know, to where you're casting a line and you're able to just saturate an area very very quickly. You know, are there certain things that you're going to go in and target more so than others, even breaking the area down even a step more? What I'll try to do is when I'm pitching flipping, I try to cover as much water still as I possibly can, especially practice time, you know, and try to figure out, you know, are the fish suspended? Are they on the bottom? Just any little clues to let you know what they. Do are doing on a particular day, and uh, what I generally try to do, if I can get, say, one or two bites in a five to ten minutes during a day in a small area, I try to leave it alone. Generally, you can get those bites, you know, in a small area fairly quickly. I'm going to say 80% of the time there's going to be a lot more fish there, and as the tournament days progress, you can learn more about the area to slow down and really try to pick each individual target, whether it be a lay down, a stump, grass, whatever your cover may be, try to pick it apart. So that's an area that sounds like that, you know, if, if, if you kind of meet your goal and, and get those those bites within, uh, say, five to ten minutes, then that's that's going to be an area that you're, you're going to come back and work a little more thoroughly, possibly during the tournament. Right. You know, that and also it would be an area I'd want to try to look at a lot more closely, slow down during the practice time, kind of watch the depth finder and try to figure out why the fish were there and where they may be coming from or going to. And then what about as far as your tackle? Do you see any difference um, each time that you've moved up, whether it be through the BFL to the Opens and now from the Opens to the Elites? Do you have to expand your tackle selection with that, or you know, do you, you already have that in place to where you have a handful of go-to baits regardless of, of what part of the country or geographical location that you're going to? I try to keep mine, I guess you'd say, in the arsenal as small as I can and try to rely mainly on the go-to baits, but oh, with all the new innovative lures, especially like the swim baits that have come out here recently, you've got to stay, not going to say ahead of the pack, but you need to stay there on top, you know, as far as being able to change tackle and be prepared to use the new stuff. I believe fish, we give them credit about being maybe smarter than they actually are a lot of times, but just keeping up with you know what's going on in fish in the last few years with all the new swim baits, your chatter baits a few years ago, an angler needs to experiment and be prepared for anything. Well, I think you bring up a good point from the standpoint that it's, it's not necessarily that some of the old school baits don't work. It's just that when you're in a situation of trying to increase the number of bites, that's where some of that study and that uh, willingness to, to pick up something new or different can actually produce more bites per se than what you know some of the older baits are doing. Right. You know, as fishermen, we need to try to learn as much as we can. Sure. And so I've talked to some guys that's been doing this, you know, for 30 years. And, you know, that's very important to never stop learning. Sure. You know, even say you and I just went out on a just on a fun fishing trip somewhere. You know, you need to be learning something every time you get on the water. If it's a, a new technique, maybe working on your casting or 
how you position your boat. There's always something you can do and get better at each time you're on the water. Sure. Well, in our last closing minute here, you know, Billy, one of the other things, you know, speaking of learning, you're applying a little bit different approach to, you know, your sponsorships. We're obviously in an economic slowdown here to where, uh, you know, a lot of anglers have discussed, you know, the difficulty in not only renewing contracts, but also finding new sponsors. Tell us a little bit about that here in the last minute or so. Okay, Aaron. uh, What I'm trying to do with my sponsorship is instead of trying to sign that one huge contract that'll pay for your whole year, I'm trying to, I guess, on a more conservative approach, is I'm trying to get several people for less sponsorship dollars, and I figure it'd be hard to approach a a big corporate business and ask for fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, but I'm going to try to ask as many smaller companies and even the fans for a small donation and uh, do it on a small scale. Sure, and and let everybody get involved. Right, let people that normally don't get a chance to advertise on a lease series boat or tow vehicle, whatever, give them a chance to uh, see what it's like. Well, I think certainly that is a uh, great approach, Billy. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but uh, best of luck in the upcoming season. And uh, again, thank you so much uh, for being part of The Edge. Aaron, I appreciate just the chance to talk with you and be on the bass edge. Well, thanks so much. And uh, again, Billy, best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again in the near future. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Man, Aaron, that has got to be such an exciting time, you know, counting down starting your first season fishing with the big boys. Man, you, you know it, it has to be. And, and I have so much admiration for Billy because I've, I've known him for quite some time. And, you know, he is one of those individuals, almost kind of like we had Mike Iaconelli on last week. And hopefully, uh, you know, a couple years from now, we'll be talking to Billy about the same deal. But at least they're starting. He's kind of put together a system and started out, you know, really at the local level, started fishing some clubs like he talked about, you know, then just kind of worked his way up through the BFL then into the opens, and now, you know, I mean, he's worked his plan and worked his, I guess, desires and towards his goals, and and it's worked out for him. And next year when he competes, he's going to compete on a whole lot of new bodies of water. And it's always been sort of an intriguing thing to me how often guys, the local guys, don't do all that well on their their home legs. Uh, why do you think that is? Aaron? Well, and and I think you bring up a good point there because I think he'd mentioned in the interview three out of the eleven bodies of water uh, that they are fishing is all that he's been on them. One of those is Dardanelle. Now he did mention that he is looking forward to that because that is his home lake. But I think there's a lot to be said on on the home lake curse or home body watered curse. <laughs> and and I right. think that goes back to. Perhaps we get into ruts and preconceived notions of fishing the past and what was or what should be. And and also, I know personally, if it's a body of water that I fish a lot, I've got a lot of different spots. And so you have all that stuff going through your head and your emotions and everything else. And kind of like Jay says, you you just got to take control and fish the now. Well, sometimes an open mind is, is an advantage. Well, I tell you what, we're all going to be watching Billy on the tour next year and, and pulling for him. It was a great interview, and uh, we've got another great interview with Dave Shumway of Keel Guard. We'll be right back on The Edge. You've got the truck. You've got the toys. Now it's time to get the hitch that gives you more time to play with both. It's the tow and stow receiver hitch by B&W. You want options? Select the ball size, adjust the height to level the trailer, or stow it out of the way in just seconds. It's 10,000 towing pounds worth of durability, convenience, and the latest technology that has made B&W famous. The tow and stow receiver hitch by B&W. Call 1-866-BEST-HITCH. 
Welcome back to The Edge, the official podcast of Bass Edge. All right, we are back on The Edge, and this week's Inside Edge segment is with Mr. Dave Shumway of MegaWare Keel Guard. Dave, thanks so much uh, for being part of The Edge. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here. You know, Dave, uh, i got to tell you a quick story. I actually was down filming on the St. John's River down in Florida, and I won't take up too much of your time, but uh, the funny thing is, as you well know, when you're running a bass boat, obviously we were in a tidal water situation, running kind of in the channel where we thought and knew we needed to be, but, you know, one of those goofy logs popped up, those floaters, and basically ran over the goofy thing, hit uh, the front of the boat, then went on back to basically hit the skeg of the motor, which caused the motor to to jump a little bit. Um, But bottom line is, when we took the boat out, there was absolutely zero damage, and uh, owe that all to uh, the great products that you guys come up with. One was the keel guard, and obviously the other is the Skeg Pro that we've got hanging uh, back off the uh, the Skeg of the motor back there. Well, I'm glad to hear they did their job. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty important, especially when it was day one of filming, and you know us bass fishermen, we don't like to be slowed down in the water, so uh, just kind of a testament to having the, uh, the right stuff in place uh, to where it kept us from missing really anything, and other than just noticing that we ran over something. So uh, appreciate that. But really the main reason why I've got you on here and, and very, very excited to have you on here is because it's something that we've been talking about for quite some time. And that is the new introduction, brand new, and we're happy to bring it first uh, here to the Edge listeners. And that is concerning the Flex Step Adjustable Trailer Step. Why don't you kind of set the stage of what that is and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Well, sure, Aaron. Uh, we've been working on this for almost seven years now to get something just right, convenient, and safe. And it's a multi-angle and extendable step system that attaches to your trailer frame, giving you access to virtually anywhere on your boat. Well, and, you know, it's one of those products that when I look at I'm like, man, why in the world did I think of that? Because it is so useful. And, you know, I'm I'm one of those anglers to where I I do like the boat, obviously, to look very good. So we've got 20-inch wheels that's on the the Bass Edge Legend boat. But the the disadvantage, I guess, to that is, is obviously it causes them to set up off the ground a little bit higher. But where I see the flex step coming into play is, you know, if you think about it from the standpoint of trying to access the the storage compartments inside, normally, you know, you have to get up, climb up on the, the fender wells, get in there, actually get into the boat to gain access. However, these you can actually place anywhere, essentially in front of the axles, and uh, really makes that access a lot easier without having to actually get in the boat. Exactly. And they can extend to almost 22 inches, so that gives you a good reach. Yeah, and the thing that I think that a lot of anglers look at is, you know, just easy and accessible. And whenever you're, you're, let's say, maybe at a motel or there in your garage and you're getting your tackle ready, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of lazy. I don't like to get it, have to get in and get out and get in and get out because as you're moving stuff, maybe getting ready to go to a new body of water or a new tournament, you know, there's certain things that you want to get placed in your boat that you need for the particular body of water that you're going to. And that's one of the advantages that I really see to the new flex step. Yes. Changing gears a little bit, I, I think the other thing is from the standpoint of when we look at the front of the trailer, I know, you know, across the country, we've been experiencing drought conditions. So a lot of times you're having to back these our, our trailers in quite a bit farther, sometimes reaching the end of the ramp. And when I think about it, getting ready to launch my boat and I go around the back of the truck to step up on uh, the tongue of the trailer, you know, that step from off the tongue when I'm standing on a piece of three and a half inch box iron to get over my trolling motor without stepping on my electronics and the trolling motor cable and everything else, you can actually mount one of these right there in the front to where you have that full 14-inch step to be able to put both feet on, secure yourself, and uh, be a little bit more safe before you step onto that slippery fiberglass. 
Yeah, it makes it a lot safer and more convenient, and we also apply a 3M anti-skid grip tape to it so you won't slip on it, and uh, it, it just provides great access for the front as well. Now, what about as far as can you purchase these to where you can actually, you know, move it from one side or to the front uh, of the trailer? Um, Certainly. We realize that many boaters would like to have access to both sides of the trailer and or the tongue and sell a base unit separately, and one pin removes the uh, complete step assembly, allowing it to... Uh, be moved to either side or the front of the trailer. And then what about when you say remove it? Obviously, I know the one that I have. It's pretty light, and I'm assuming it's, what, made out of aluminum? Yes, we use a, a high-tensile anti-corrosive aluminum. We didn't want any rusting or corrosion going on. Then we also use stainless steel hardware to mount it to the trailer. So you can essentially, you can pull the pin, uh, stow it in, in the back of your truck or in your boat or wherever your preference is, and you don't have to worry about it uh, being there when you're driving down the road or somebody stealing it. Exactly. And one of the other unique features, and I, I think this is also part of the brilliance, I think, that went into, obviously, that seven years of research and development, and that is the tube itself and how you've created kind of a storage, uh, I guess, capacity there. All right. We wanted a three-inch tube so it would be big enough that it wouldn't put undue pressure on bare feet. But at the same time, there's a hollow tube that could be used for uh, storing tools, chamois, waxes, or any small items you might choose to put there. Well, and I think the other thing is, is we're just talking about a bass boat application, but really bottom line is this can go for any boat owner. That's right. Because a, a lot of the times I think, you know, whether it be a walleye boat or a runabout, you know, those are even more difficult as far as when you, when you think about, you know, maybe trying to clean your windshield or trying to access, you know, something out of the boat. Uh, you're actually ne even needing an additional reach. So that's kind of where the adjustment comes in. That's right, and that's what we were anticipating. Well, David, unfortunately, we are out of time. But again, just another great product from MegaWare Keelguard. You know, first, I guess i got to ask you, when in the world is Bass Edge going to get some of these things to be able to sell? But, you know, in the meantime, I know they're just hot off the press. I know you guys have sold a ton of these before they've even, you know, basically arrived. Where can our listeners go to find out additional information as well as to uh, get the product in their hands? Well, they can find all our products on our website at keelguard.com and we have a special section for the flex step and we are accepting pre-orders they should be uh, available for delivery towards the latter end of uh, january david once again uh, thank you so much and uh, again from the makers of not only the keelguard but also the skate pro the scuff busters certainly have added another great product to their lineup david we'll talk to you again in the near future thank you aaron When I'm fishing in a tournament, time is critical. I need fast, easy access to my lures. My Cook's go-to tackle system keeps my bait organized, tangle-free, and within easy reach. It installs in minutes under any deck lid, maximizing the storage space in my boat. And its durable construction lasts even through the harshest conditions. Get organized with Cook's tackle system by calling 1-888-390-8780 or online at cooksgoto.com. Welcome back to The Edge. Well, Aaron, I see that we've got a giveaway this week. We do actually have a giveaway, and uh, all the way from out west, I believe, in Tucson, Arizona. Stephen from Tucson is going to receive a Season 1 DVD of the Bass Edge shows and a, and a Bass Edge decal. Yeah. So he can wear the colors proudly. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so congratulations out to Stephen. Uh, just goes to show, kind of a reminder to everybody to send in those entries. Uh, and you two can get involved. Absolutely free, but there's a lot of great stuff that we give away. And uh, speaking of actually getting involved, uh, another part of that is actually our Ask the Pro question that you can send in. And uh, those show up. And this week's question, Steve, I don't know if you can believe this or not actually comes in from Mike 
from Thailand. Wow, uh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting that we're getting questions from over there. And I, I read this question, and I really appreciate you passing it. <laughs> well, you know, when it when it comes to making sure that we're providing the best information for our listeners, uh, I knew you were our go-to source on this. So anyway, the question is from Mike, and I just want to say thanks, Mike, in advance for sending this in. But recently moved to Thailand, and unfortunately, they don't have bass. That's a bummer. Uh, but they do have a fish called the snakehead, which are much more aggressive than bass and very intelligent as well. I presently use braided line, but since I have been having a hard time catching them, I was wondering if fish, whether bass or snakehead, can actually see the line and whether or not braided line is the best since the snakehead are very strong as well as the braided line doesn't have any stretch. Perhaps on the podcast we can show exclusively many different fishing lines and when to use what. Thanks so much, Mike. So there you yeah. go, Steve. Yeah, snakehead. I don't know. I, you know, when I saw this question, I, I didn't know anything about snakeheads, and my first impression was be careful handling it when you catch it. Don't yeah. lift it. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, Mike, and that's so interesting, Mike's from Chiang Mai, Thailand, and uh, that just shows fishing is a universal deal. But uh, uh, to answer your question, Mike, yes, fish do see line. Uh, fish see very well in the water, and they do see braided line. The choice between using braided line has to do a lot with water clarity and whether you're fishing around vegetation or other cover. And some pros will tell you also that the braided line actually has a little more uh, resistance in the water and a little more vibration that in certain situations the fish can feel on their lateral line. So fishing line types of line is definitely a consideration. I did a little research. I looked on the internet and see what a snakehead looked like. I was, I was very curious about that. And... They are big, mean-looking rascals, so braid does seem very appropriate for their size and their strength. If you were to go to a monofilament or a fluorocarbon, which you may in very, very clear water and very, very spooky fish, uh, you'd still be using a very, very heavy line. Now, something else I found on the Internet was that one of the most popular baits and best baits to catch these fish on is a buzz bait. And I just got all excited thinking about catching one of those Big old rascals on a buzz bait, but I'll tell you that braided line should not be too much of a factor on a buzz bait. So I'd give that a try, but uh, I think your line could be an issue, but there's all kind of other things like forage and where they're at. You may be fishing in tidal water. So uh, fish do see line, but there's a lot of other things to consider, Mike. Yeah, well, I think that that's great advice, and uh, man, I, I can't imagine hooking into one of those big snakehead because here I think they're actually considered an invasive species that you know we're trying to keep out of out of some of our waters. But I think in the north and that, but I think over there, I think that could present a pretty good arm, uh, you know, line stretcher. Man, I, those things are just mean looking. I'd be, you know, they, they remind me of muskies. You catch one, then you. I got it hooked, but for how long and now what am I supposed to do with it? So, hey, Well, great information. Well, in time flies when you're having fun, my friend. Boy, it does, and you know, we've got uh, one more episode after this week. That's it. Yeah, but it's going to be a good one. We're going to do uh, sort of a year in review piece next week. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll bring my top picks. You make sure you're, you have yours ready, and we'll see uh, how many duplications there are amongst our list. Uh, absolutely, and uh, listeners, don't forget to uh, head over to iTunes and check us out so we can whip those fly fishing guys. Yeah, yeah get that rivalry going, <laughs> that's right. And be sure to check us out, get more Bass Edge on BassEdge.com. Well, Aaron, till next week, my friend, we'll see you. Countdown's on, we'll see you on the other side. And see all of you next week on The Edge. 
Bass Edge would like to thank the following sponsors who make the Edge audio program possible. Ditch Witch, Mother's Waxes and Polishes, V&W Trailer Hitches, Megaware Keel Guard, Cook's Tackle Management Systems, Ardent, Rule the Water, Legend Boats, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Superstar Batteries, and the Clarks Hill Partnership of Georgia. For more information on Bass Edge, including our television show, training materials, e-newsletter, and podcast, please visit www.bassedge.com. Be sure to join us next week on The Edge.